the grand finale We coming through with the Madden family And only the baddest athletes gonna survive When you see four or five of my guys Piling up on top of you in front of your eyes Feel the impact, dual shock starts to kick back And hey, yo, it's Madden 2001 You need to get that And feel like you in the game playing for real It's like royalty, so nil It's like hot one, hot two NFL fans, welcome to another edition of This Week in the NFL here on your favorite podcast network, the North-South Connection Podcast Network, heading into week 14. Can't believe it's week 14, guys. We're on a good run here. We've been a three-man booth, been together for a number of weeks in a row now, bringing you, bringing you hot takes, identifying themes that we're going to continue to talk about this week. And looking forward to a great week 14. So, without further ado, joined by the three-man booth, Cowboy Senior. How you Happy doing? Happy December. Yeah, it's great to be in December. A lot of good stuff going on. Enjoyed the weekend again last weekend for the most part, especially the Monday night game. The only bad theme, and I'm sure we'll talk about it, was it was a very bad week for injuries in the NFL. And that's too bad because we always want to see the best possible product on the field. Yeah, so before I introduce John, I'm surprised I'm surprised we didn't talk about it already, but great performance by Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, wasn't it, Senior? Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> it couldn't have happened to a better team. Kyler Murray with uh, hitting Trey McBride all over the field and James Conner having a great revenge game and literally just kicking this, not just beating them, kicking the Steelers' sorry asses. That was awesome. And, and, you know, unfortunately, senior, there was an injury in that game. And I know, you know, I know we, we never want to see that. And I know you were broken up by it, but, you know, it, it, all, these things happen. Honesty, when I talked about all the key injuries, I wasn't even thinking about that one. Because in all <laughs> honesty, and I'm, I'm not saying that Mitch Trubisky's on going to make any Pro Bowl squad, barely an NFL quarterback, but there isn't much difference. Their mm-hmm. offense sucks with Pickett. It sucks with Trubisky. What's the difference? <laughs> and you hear him laughing in the background. John Tomato. Okay. Uh, I, I could go. I could listen to that all night, man. Don't even introduce <laughs> me. Let's just keep that. Just keep that rolling, man. I could. I'll just sit back and enjoy it, man. Keep going. John John Tomato, no, otherwise known as a guy who scored as many points as the Patriots last week. How are you doing, John? <laughs> yes, that's right. That's an average weekend for me. <laughs> So when we when we when we think about rock bottom, right? Is rock bottom when your defense has so much pride that they they hold? Yeah, I know the Chargers have their warts, right, John? But this is a good offense. Very, you know, most people consider Justin Herbert top five or six QB. This team puts up points on most everyone. You hold them to six. The Chargers. By most statistical measures, have the worst defense in the whole NFL. Um, you would think six, holding them to six would do it, but unfortunately, the Chargers pitch a shutout. Do you think that was more about great defense on the Chargers side, John, or uh, ineptitude offensively for the Patriots? Ah, that 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 quarterback, uh, that quarterback move really uh, paid off for you guys. Uh, you know, your your fans, uh, well, not your, you know, your fans, not not you guys, but 
Patriot fans said, oh, it's all Mac Jones' fault. Once we get him out of there, the, the offense is going to thrive. How, how did that work out for uh, the Patriots? I think we said, in, in this in this group here, we're a little more learned than that, right? We said, <laughs> if they haven't turned to Zappi already, he must be horrible, right? <laughs> and I think that's proven out. I'm on, I'm on a run this year, John, with this, like, just being negative about the quarterbacks because it's like the bar just gets lower every week. So... Pick pick your poison last week, right? Do you like six nothing Bailey Zappi getting shut out by by the horrible Chargers defense? Do you like that quarterback play, or do you like the the amazing Ritter versus Boyle battle in <laughs> New York, where thirteen was enough for the Falcons, as uh, as you would have thought it would be going into the game. The Jets defense again put up points, but um. The offense didn't really. So just a pathetic quarterback play and pathetic offensive play in the AFC East. But, Boyle, at least, Boyle at least got him to six points and he, and he got a uh, cut and, uh, and, and Zappi he still has a job. It's, uh, it's quite unbelievable. So, so since week nine, uh, the, the fewest points allowed have been uh, the Patriots uh, have allowed the fewest points at 46 since uh, week nine. <laughs> and, uh, and their record is 0-4. But and, that's uh, uh, so I read that today. I read that, John. Yeah, so that's right, an amazing right stat. The Niners, right behind the Niners, who have only given up 49 since week nine. And what's their record? Uh, it's not all four in the last four but games. Another, it's, another, it's the stat, another stat about the Pats. I don't know if you guys read this one. I think that the only team in NFL history or the first team since the 30s was one or the other to lose three consecutive games where they gave up less than 10. (laughs) Think about how tough that is to do, especially in this era. Yep. You know, like you can't breathe on the receivers. I mean, this is a borderline elite defense and just one of the worst offenses we've, we've ever seen. Just brutal. I'm not complaining. I think, you know, it does, it gives us something to talk about, but The reason we talk about the Patriots and the reason I brought up Cardinal Steelers is before we get into the games that really, really matter, I think just given given the nature of our show and kind of where we where we tend to focus, I think we need to spend a few minutes on Thursday night football. So (laughs) the rest of the country probably going Christmas shopping, you know, watching the NBA doing anything but watching this game that unless unless something surprising happens could be the most unwatchable game that we've <laughs> seen especially on you know on a Thursday night points are usually down I mean these teams can't go in the negative senior I know you've commented that you think there could be a zero zero tie <laughs> that's possible but <laughs> Lilo's letting you know what she thinks about the Steelers. <laughs> okay. So, so, I mean, this game does have playoff implications. The Steelers have a, um, the, you know, the Steelers obviously still have a, have a, have a good record. The Steelers, I believe would be, would be in the playoffs if the uh, season ended today. Yep. Um, so it's, a, it's, it is a must kind of a must win for the Steelers and senior. If there was ever a game, right, for the Pats to get up and for Belichick to kind of empty the bag of tricks, 
I know, I, I know maybe as a Patriots fan, I should be rooting for the loss and rooting for the higher draft pick, but I can't bring myself to do it in this situation. I don't like doing it anyway, but especially in this situation, um, I think this is our Super Bowl senior. I think we're knocking, we, I, I, I think, I think we're going to knock, knock the Steelers out of the playoffs. And it's almost worth the Steelers having that early start, you know, that hot start senior to then fall on their faces and miss the playoffs. Like that's almost better than if they were just bad from the beginning. Am I right? Yeah. And especially when you look at what we were saying last week about the schedule in front of them, which started last week with the Cardinals and the Patriots, these two teams that had two wins each going in, going in for them to go on a two game losing streak there and have their backs broken would I guess nothing could be much sweeter, right? And, you know, the the change in offensive coordinator, which is kind of like what John said with a lot of the public uh, about, you know, especially our local meat fans around here, you know, saying that the change of the quarterback was going, was going to take care of the Patriots. The change in offensive coordinator didn't bear any fruit last week. That's for sure. So it wasn't, maybe it wasn't all Canada's fault either. But yeah, it would, it would be, this has been a really rough year and for, you know, as rough as it's been, man, that would be sweet to win tomorrow night. I can't stand those freaking pretender bums and it would be <laughs> so, so nice to knock them to seven and six, not have them come out of there eight and five because they, they are a joke. But, you know, when you say, but when I look at our pats, you know, all the things you're saying about the defense, you know, we should take pride in our defense because they have been really good. And, you know, all these games just holding teams under 10 and everything else. And you could say that they're doing it definitely without their best defensive player, Matt Judon, and Two. maybe their best secondary player, Christian Gonzalez. So this, this, you know, one thing the fact that we're not going to have to worry about in the off season is fixing the defense. The defense is fine. The Pats got to fix the offense, obviously, and that's just loaded with issues. So as good as the D played last week, they failed because they didn't score a touchdown. That's what that's the other <laughs> thing they would have needed to do to win the game. Right. They would have they would have to score. And maybe that's that's the case in this game. Whichever defense can score will win or forcing a crazy turnover or something, because I don't see either of these teams being able to move the ball much against, you know, let's face it, the Steelers' defense is pretty good, even though they didn't look good last week. We, a lot of credit to uh, the Cardinals, for, and hopefully maybe they, maybe that defense is just starting to get discouraged enough that, you know, I, and the other thing is the only productive skill, skill position player we've had all season on the Patriots went down last week. We don't have Ramondre Stevenson now, so we're going to be wrapped up to rely on Zeke. Well, it might, it might be we need the defense or the special teams to score, but somehow, some way, we got to find a way to beat these freaking so, guys. Senior, you go, you, you, Trubisky and Pickett are similar, but there is one they difference. Both suck. Yeah, but but Pickett doesn't turn it over that much. No, no, that's Trubisky true. is a walking turnover. So if you're look, I mean, he's good for two or three a game if they throw the ball. I think you might see. Almost a car, almost a 
copy of the, the Bills Patriots game in the wind when the Patriots, I think, threw two passes the, the whole game. <laughs> but you look like like Connor ran ran well against the Steelers. And Zeke is a very similar back to Connor. Very, very similar. And Zeke hasn't had that, you know, it's not like he's had a bunch of wear and tear this year. Um, you know he would love to turn back the clock a little bit on a, in a primetime game. I think I think the stars are aligning here. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm nuts, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Patriots to win 13 to nine. 13. Oh my God. We That's have a defensive a, touchdown, well, two field goals. Well, you know, I'm not a I don't watch betting lines that close, but in the NFL in the last quite a number of years. You almost never see a betting line, an over-under in the low 30s or under 30. I saw 29 and a half for this game, and I said, that's way too high. You know, if I'm a betting <laughs> man, I'm betting the under big time on yeah, it's that. Ar- it's already the lowest in a long time, from what <laughs> I understand. It opened at 30 and has gone down, which is crazy. I mean, it's pretty crazy if the game's 17-14 and, and, and that's over. Yeah, uh, well, who who is it Atlanta's playing this week? I don't have the schedule in front of me, but I think Tampa. that one. Yeah, that one is like thirty-one. Yeah, so, I mean, so yeah, I mean that, that the offense in those in that the offenses in that game are way better than the offenses in Pittsburgh, New England. <laughs> yeah, that's true because what, what you talked about the two games last week, we gotta say Ritter's the star. He threw a touchdown pass. It was the only touchdown that any of the four offenses, four teams, one touchdown. Awful. Ritter, Ritter was the man leading his team to sole possession of first place. <laughs> and he was awful if you watch the game. I mean, he, he he's 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 terrible, terrible, terrible. So let's yeah, get can we get a prediction, a senior Raj? But we'll get in. We can talk about it after. It just, it just uh, it popped into my head now, and it's something I wanted to say. After watching him play, I think it's this year we've seen so much bad quarterback play that after the game, watching the game and when it ended, I said, man, 38-year-old Joe Flacco looks pretty good. Mm. Oh, gosh. He, <laughs> he, he like would have saved the Jets' season, right? <laughs> Jake like Browning, that, too. Jake Browning pick, was but... awesome. Oh, he's a star. I mean, after last well, week. Well, I, mean, I mean, it's one game, but one like, game, I mean, it, very impressive. And then Minshew is a backup. And it shows that having a real backup is really important because they're a playoff team because of him, you know? Oh, and then you have. Raj, there aren't enough quarterbacks on the planet <laughs> for every team to have a real backup. There aren't enough quarterbacks on the planet for every team to have a real starter. Not this year. Yeah, I know. Talent evaluation, I think, is part of it. I mean, how could you like? I mean, they, these guys have to watch a guy like Zappy or like Boyle in practice. How can you even throw him out there? Like yeah. it's like like there's like really, you know? I don't know. Just pick somebody who's not in the NFL anymore, right? Like who maybe you know, AJ McCarron, anybody, right? Who you've seen like competently throw an NFL pass. Like, how can you watch these guys in practice and say, yeah, we'll just, we're just going to roll with oil. Yeah. What was Flacco doing on the couch all that time? Exactly. What's, what's Carson Wentz still doing on the couch? He's got to be better than those guys. He's got his warts, but obviously, I mean, you know, 
he's not great, but obviously I like him. Every... be better than, uh, than Rocky Boyle and <laughs> Bailey Zappi. Hey, and... Give me a pick, senior. Give me a pick. Thursday night football. Uh, I'm I'm picking the Pats, and I'm going to say, please, John, pick the Steelers. We don't want to we don't want to put the jinx <laughs> on the Pats. The Steelers is the obvious pick, John. There's, there's, there's no way I could, I could pick the Pats. So, uh, <laughs> there's no way. Uh, I, I look for the Steelers to bounce back. Uh, the, a lot of uh, a lot of publicity this week of, uh, about Watt, you know, getting held a lot. You know how he's uh, had to treat him like Shaq, uh, and uh, so I, I think the, the refs are going to be extra friendly. Uh, give a couple holding holding calls, and uh, and and in, after a while, he's going to get set loose on that. That horrible Patriot offense. I, I think we're looking at something like twenty to three. I'll give the the Pats a field goal, but I think the Steelers are going to bounce back from getting embarrassed because uh, uh, that 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 that's what it, what's got to hurt Mike Tomlin even more. That, that they got they got ran on that that all all they all Arizona did was hand the ball to James Conner, ran it right down their throats. So uh, I don't I don't think you're going to see two games like that. So they're, they're going it, to it's going to be a shutdown. Uh, twenty to three Steelers. Twenty, huh? How much of that is the offense, John? Uh, maybe like 10. Uh, yeah, Zach, 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 <laughs> I was going to say, what's that, John? Two field goals and two pick sixes? <laughs> I, think you, I, think, I, think, I think the Cunningham packages are coming in this week. I think they've been saving them up for this week. So on a short week, it's tough. I was expecting it last week, but yeah, it's, a, it's tough on a short week. The season's over. Right, yeah. the season has yeah. been over, and I'm not saying they tanked the game last week, no. but but yeah, I mean, Bill is nothing if not spiteful. If there's one game he had circled, now that the now that the Jets are totally out of contention, I think it's this game. Uh, he's uh, great he, pleasure in helping knock them out of the playoffs. That's what I'm so, saying. So. He, He's still gonna to want to stick it, stick it to the Jets on Week 17. That'll, that'll be keep a, the streak alive. Yeah. That one could be the zero-zero tie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, on. To, so th- thank you all. On for, to real football. Yeah. Thank you all for humoring us. I have, I haven't decided. I'm considering making the trek over to seniors wearing a Pats jersey. Yeah, no, I'm here. Pretend, pretending, pretending like it's uh, the Brady era again, and for one night, and rooting, rooting hard for the Patriots. Hey, uh, I, I'll gladly tune into that instead of the uh, the garbage uh, uh, tournament uh, where, where they, uh, you know, the refs. I think Tim Donahue uh, was refing last night. Was, the I think Fugazi, the in-season tournament's been good. That was ugly though. Last the Fugazi night. Lakers. Uh, yeah. The timeout thing was one yeah. of the worst things I've ever seen. Ryder really not happy about it when I when yeah, I saw it. when yeah, I talked to him yeah. this morning. He said he said it's rigged. Yeah. Kid knows it's already. It's really kid. really bad. As a referee, I mean, you hear you you recognize someone saying timeout, and you're looking, making sure they have possession of the ball. Make sure the ball's not rolling around on the ground before you blow the whistle. <laughs> you make sure. I mean, and these yeah. guys, I mean, that's just so basic. And these guys are supposed to be the best in the world. I'm sure they are. So, I mean, that's an awful mistake to make. Awful. It was. It was. But I think the in-season tournament's been been a good thing overall. Like I was I know I'm a Celtics fan, but the way that Indiana, especially a young team like that, that, you know, up and down the court fun. I mean, they they celebrated like they won the NBA title. So yeah, it's like it really means it. something yeah. to them, you know. But John, you're a purist. You don't like yeah. the in-season tournament, do you? 
It's just another uh, championship that the Knicks are not going to win. All right, guys, on to football. So game of the week outside of Chargers, Patriots, and Ritter v. Boyle was San Francisco heading to Philadelphia for a rematch of the NFC title game. Where and the Niners beat the brakes off the Eagles. No, no, really, other way to say it. The trend of a healthy San Francisco team. We've been saying Trent Williams, and I am a guy who doesn't think the skill position players are that that important. But some of the numbers with Debo Samuel and what he did in this game. You know, him and Williams together coming back, like, they could be peaking early. But to me, this is your your clear-cut, no doubt about it, Super Bowl favorite. John, what was your analysis here? Yeah, I definitely like how Debo Samuel, he backed up all his, uh, all his trash talk. And uh, if, you, if you perform like that in the field, you could talk all you want. Uh, I mean, for the Niners... They're doing everything. The only one, the only thing, thing left is to win the Super Bowl. That's that's it. They they just got to win the chip, and uh, and and they're they're all proven. Uh, they they've beaten everybody. There's nothing else for them for them to prove. Uh, they they talked all year about how you know if they didn't lose the quarterback, the championship game would have been different, and they, and they backed it up. So they they now they're peaking at the right time, and they just got to they got to stay healthy. Uh, and and keep all those guys going into the playoffs. So and they, and, and they don't even need even if Philly uh, closes it out and and, and holds on to the home field advantage. They still got to be worried about about playing the Niners. I, I mean, they showed they can go there and win, no yeah, problem. Definitely. And it's just the way they're playing. Like, I mean, those two teams. If you watch the game, I mean, it didn't it didn't seem fluky, right? I mean, it was really. Like one team, one team just kicking the shit out of the other other team. The interesting thing about the flow of the game, though, I mean, watching the game, Philly dominated the first two possessions, right? And drove right up field twice and the Niners didn't and kicked two field goals. And when you're playing real good teams, I mean, you just wonder if the game might have went different if they put the ball in the end zone both of those times. And then the Niners went six consecutive possessions where they drove the ball and and put it in the end zone every single time. Six touchdowns in six possessions. But kind of, you know, if you look at, I mean, the the Phillies are a really good team, obviously. You wouldn't be without that record. But when we say the Niners, when they're healthy, you can't really find a weakness. The Philly defense, especially the especially the secondary, is vulnerable. There's no doubt about it, and the Niners really took advantage of them. The only thing that the idiot Philly fans had to cheer about the whole game was giving Big Dom a standing ovation. That stupid idiot security guard that actually did a good thing for them and got Greenlaw out of the game. Which I don't know. The NFL should have some kind of a rule that the head of security can't. Can't be they on did. the sideline. I don't think Greenlaw should. You shouldn't even have thrown him out. I mean, the guy had no business poking at him. They, the they did. Place. They did have a strongly worded statement today that non-players shouldn't be involved in altercations. Yeah. Players. You, you, uh, you know what happened to Philadelphia? You know, big you, dom. You know, you know what happened, Roger? You would you would appreciate this so when they uh, when they bumped into each other. He, he, you know, you know, he he said, "Get out of my way, Dom." And then Dom corrected him, said, "No, it's big dom." 
And then, uh, you know, unfortunately, it escalated a lot worse. And he said, uh, fix me a martini, fat Don. <laughs> <laughs> uh, being, a, being a fan of mixed martial arts, I said, put him in an octagon. Sell it as a pay-per-view. Greenlaw against Big Dom. My, mon- <laughs> my money's on Greenlaw, I can tell yeah. you that. I, I think I, I, Big Dom doesn't look like he has the greatest cardio in the world. <laughs> no, Twenty seconds. But senior, good. Problem. I mean, fantastic job. We are. Let's let's let me let me just take a look here. We are twenty-seven or twenty-three minutes into the podcast, and you've already pissed off the whole state of Pennsylvania. <laughs> well, they had a rough weekend, didn't they? Oh, that's. That's too bad. This whatever you the scumbag Philly fans are coming. Um, oh, they've earned their reputation. Let's face it. You know. Back in, in, for, for from a football perspective, right? It, like the one team that looks like if San Francisco is fully healthy, right, and things are not fluky, the team that on in theory could play with them, could score with them, and has the defense to you know comparable defense is the Cowboys but they just killed the Cowboys when they played it I mean it was, obviously it was just a total joke of a game and then the Cowboys their offense is playing fantastic but they just got lit up bad by the Seahawks on Thursday night football which is a little bit of a weird thing and John you said this during the game right like Cowboys I don't want to say looking past them but let, let down they definitely like defensively did not play their best game. But to me, I think I think whether they're the division winner or not, the Cowboys are the biggest threat to San Francisco in that they they have the ability to go out there and just outscore them. And I don't think I don't think Philly does. Yeah, definitely. I don't, but I don't, it seems like Philly was intimidated and they got, and they got away from running the football and uh, you know, they had, they had Hurts passing almost uh, 50 times. And that was the strength of, of, of Philly last year was, uh, was running the football. And, and this year they added a uh, Deandre Swift, but it seemed like they, they was, they were intimidated and they was, they were scared to run the football, which with that line, they shouldn't be. No, they can run on anybody. I agree, John. It was a weird, just a weird game. A weird game, but a their dominant win was, for San Francisco. I mean, their de- Philly's defense was really exposed. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's six possessions in a row with touchdowns. And it's a lot of uh, big chunk plays, right? One big play after another. And their defense has to be a little shell-shocked. And what you say, the Cowboys have the best chance. You might be right in saying they have the defense. However... Their defense can look really, really good as front runners and not so good when they're not ahead. And I I think the 49ers have their, had their number where they can run the ball too. And I don't think they let them get a lead where they can pin their ears back. You can't because you've got McCaffrey there. And I still see the 49ers as a clear favorite if they play the Cowboys. Plus, the Cowboys always choke in the playoffs. So. <laughs> I think that I, I think they're a favorite senior, but I would give the Cowboys the best chance of anybody, probably anybody, anybody in the NFL of beating that's the Niners. A, that's a legitimate point. I can't argue with that. I think the Niners right now on a neutral field are a minimum of six point favorites over any other team in the And that's it. Like if the Super Bowl was today. Right. I mean, yeah. can't see like anybody in the AFC for sure. So. 
that brings us to the game of the week this week. Great, great, great matchup. I know it's not your two favorite teams, John, but really, really strong storyline coming in. Two teams seemingly headed a little bit in opposite directions. There's a lot of history here. The game is in Dallas, Philly at Dallas, Sunday night football, a game this big. You don't want anybody but Chris Collins worth calling it. Am I right, John? Oh, yeah. Look forward to that. Yeah, sure. Look forward to the mute button. <laughs> but it's, I mean, I, you can probably tell from my, um, you know, from my musings a little, a little bit, a few minutes ago, but I really like, I like the way the Cowboys offense is playing. I think it's impossible not to, I think as much as a national team like that can sneak up on people, I think what senior just said is what everybody thinks of when they think of the Cowboys, which up, they're just going to choke and they got the they got the shit kicked out of them by San Francisco earlier in the season. What's up? Same old Cowboys. And then they hung tough, but ultimately lost to Philly in the last game in Philly. Up, oh, Same old Cowboys. I think this is the week where where we stand up and take notice that maybe this isn't the same old Cowboys. Dallas by double digits. Philly's in trouble. Philly is Pittsburgh light. They're a really good team, not like the Steelers, but they've been on the knife's edge all year. And these things tend to tend to even themselves out over time. So I think it's a little bit of a losing streak for the Eagles. How about them Cowboys? Senior. Okay, I'm uh it's a primetime game with a lot of attention. It's not a playoff game, but it is the kind of situation where the Cowboys can gag. I think Philly maybe learns a little from what John said and leans on their running game a little more, which you naturally want to do against the Cowboys. Run right at Micah Parsons. Don't let the Cowboys get the lead on you and have that defense be able to just go after the quarterback and that defense stays vulnerable. And it's going to be the same old big game Cowboys. Don't get it done. I'll take the Eagles. And they're three and a half point up on underdogs. I'll take the Eagles in an upset special. All right. Big upset special from senior. John, break the tie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you hoping for a, a tie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want to say what I'm hoping for. It's not nice. But uh, <laughs> for, for, for as far as Dallas, uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely a trap game. That that Seattle game, but they came out ahead, and you saw it towards the end. Um, you know, Mike McCarthy's got, got the offensive rolling, but <laughs> just just a, an, an unbelievable decision. Uh, you know, making it unnecessary close at the end, where where he could have just killed the clock. Uh, Seattle no timeouts, of course. McCarthy calls a pass play; it's incomplete. <laughs> so their defense had, did have to make that one uh, stand at the end, even though there were no punts. But I would be worried about Dallas. I think. Uh, all those uh, bland uh, setting those records for all those pick six, you know, all the pick sixes that he that he racked up against the shitty like Giants and Commanders uh, are really starting to hurt him because because now he's he's really uh, you know going for it and he's and, and he's got torched uh, that that whole game for Seattle so uh, that 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 might uh, work against them uh, the the defense uh, getting a little soft and uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Philly for the bounce back uh, they're gonna. Uh, Although with Philly, you could tell they really missed their uh, their coordinators who who are thriving uh, 
uh, Steichen with the with the Colts and uh, and Gannon w- with Arizona. They're doing a great job as a coach. They were they were the coordinators last year, so you can see the uh, the guys they got filling in for. They're really missing them. They're really uh they're, they're really falling off on the offense and defense. But I I look for them to to bounce back and uh, and and get to uh to what they know, run the ball more and uh and get back and get back to their uh, their style of play and. Uh, they're going to make the big play at the end and uh, and pull it out by a field goal. And Dallas is going to do what Dallas uh, does when when it's close in the fourth quarter. If they win this, if Dallas wins this game, and barring anything silly over the last few weeks, is Dak the MVP? I think he's got a, really, a real, real shot at it because they're going to give it to a quarterback, and it's tough to give it to Purdy. Yeah, I would, I would definitely, uh, I would go with Dak. Yeah. MVP. <laughs> I think the Purdy. problem, the thing with Purdy, I think they, uh, I think he's great. Um, but I do think there's this notion out there that he is a system quarterback and McKay, you know, he's got all these yeah. incredible yeah. weapons. I'm not saying I agree with that. I remember when they used to say that about a certain number 12. Because we all heard it, right? Well, they used to say, I mean, that one on for years. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not comparing them. I'm just saying. It, sound, it sounded like you were comparing them. I'm just saying they used to say <laughs> that about the guy. That that can be a lot of bullshit. The other thing is he's only good because look at the weapons he's surrounded by. Start listing your Hall of Fame quarterbacks and look at the weapons they were surrounded by. Kurt Warner. Um Peyton Manning, the 49er greats, Montana and Young. These guys were all surrounded by, you know, surrounded by all kinds of offensive weapons. That doesn't take away from what the kid's doing. The kid's playing fabulous. I think if you name the MVP right now, I think they'd give it to him. It's a quarterback award, and I think you've got to get And by the end of the year, it might be even more clear-cut the way they're rolling. I think part of it is they, people perceive him as – you can't perceive him as being that good – because he was the last guy picked in the draft. Like if Trey Lance, who they drafted, was was doing exactly what Brock Purdy's doing, what do you think the narrative would be? Oh, what a what a genius pick that was! That turned the it, off, it made it for the 49ers. So I I, I think you got to kind of cap put all that stuff aside and just look at what the guy's doing. Look at the numbers. The numbers don't lie. They're incredible. I agree. I mean, I, I like Purdy. I still, I think if Dallas wins this game and doesn't, you know, fall on their face down the stretch, I think it would, I think Dak would win the MVP. I think if they did it today, it would probably be Hurts. Okay. Well, the Vegas line right now, Purdy is the favorite. Well, for whatever that means. Purdy's the yeah. favorite and Dak is second and Hurts is third right now. Hey, maybe maybe you're on to something, Steve. You're pretty MVP. Pretty yeah. good. Yep, that's right. And so MVP pretty. Even if Dallas Dallas wins though, so they'll both be ten and three. But uh but Philly would still have the tiebreaker because cause, uh the after the they would both be they would both be uh, only have one loss in the division, but the next tiebreaker would be the conference record, correct? And and, and Dallas has lost all their games in the conference and Philly lost the one game outside the conference to the Jets. So Philly would still have the tiebreaker, you know, so if they both ran the table and finished at 14 and three, Philly would still get the division. 
Yeah, they they got both got some tough games left. I mean, uh, Philly just I, has Seattle, and then they got and then they got the you know two Giants in the Arizona at the end. Wow, that's Dallas, true. Dallas, Dallas has, has a, Dallas has a tough schedule left. Yeah. yeah, Dallas has Buffalo, Miami, and Detroit. So, so you know, Arizona is, though has a history of taking oh out God. those Philadelphia, those Pennsylvania teams, right? <laughs> well, yeah. that that one championship game, but other than that, I'm. <laughs> I don't know about Philly. Yeah, it's not, that's not the Steelers here. <laughs> oh, that's for sure. But yeah, Dallas definitely has uh, at Buffalo, at Miami, and and uh, Detroit. So uh, you, you got to figure that. It's a tough that Dallas is You're probably gonna not going to win all three yeah. of those. I mean, that's yeah, and, really tough. And Philly, Philly with the Seattle, two Giants, and Arizona would have a much better chance of running the table. So you got to you got to look at that too. It's a, a, a for sure, but I mean, I, I think. For if, just mentally for Philly, right? Even like I mean, they're probably going to win those four games, right? Seattle's not that good either, and obviously yeah. the Giants and the Cardinals are. I mean, if they lose any of those, it's very very surprising. Um, but just kind of mentally for them going into the playoffs, to if they were to get like kind of smoked by the Niners and the Cowboys back to back, right. It's not not going to be good for them, confidence wise. Especially um, if they don't get the, uh, especially if if the Forty ers run 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 it, and and get the home field. That, oh be, yeah, I would give them pretty almost no chance going into yeah. into San Francisco in the playoffs. All right, and then um, so we do have the Niners playing home against Seattle. Seattle, real tough little stretch of the schedule here with Dallas Again, and Jesus. San Francisco back to back. Valiant fight by Seattle. I mean, they played like their season was on the line. Geno Smith played a fantastic game against a really good defense. Um, it's tough to see them going into San Francisco and and winning, especially after. I mean, they just lost at home by 18 to to the Niners on on Thanksgiving. So. I'm probably not alone here, but I'm going to say Niners relatively comfortably. I really like Geno and I like Seattle, but they lost too many. They lost too many winnable games early in the year. And now now is this tough part of the schedule and they're, they're probably going to miss the playoffs. John. Yeah, I'm writing off uh, Seattle. Sorry, uh, Geno. But the, yeah, the, the, the defense are breaking down. They, they couldn't they couldn't stop Dallas at all. And uh they they got dominated by the Ford and they've been getting dominated by the Forty Nineers the last games. So this is not gonna give this is not gonna change yet. It's gonna be an ugly one. Senior, I'm sure. Briscoe. And yeah, Niners, as John referred to him at the end of that Dallas game, Legion of Room. <laughs> I think the Niners can can take some advantage of that. Yeah. I think so too. I think yeah, so they're too. Rolling. Yeah. But then an odd week where we have uh you know, the two best games other than the Cowboys Eagles game are at four o'clock. Buffalo coming off a bye, going to Kansas City. Kansas City coming off a loss at Green Bay. And I was maybe a week early, but the Chiefs are a mess. <laughs> and that was that was a great pick by John, picking the Packers to win. So yeah, great pick, give, John. Give him his kudos. Yep. I'm on the love train. Yeah, we'll get to the Packers. Uh, oh, man, did he look good. Yeah. No, they. I mean, it's like they they played um, the Chargers. They had been awful on offense. They played the Chargers. The Chargers' sieve of a defense gave Love some confidence, and he's really been rolling ever since. Um, senior, there is some. It would be like I know. I know you're not a big fan of Aaron Rodgers. 
And Green Bay turning this thing all the way around, making the playoffs, and Love ending out being the guy would be pretty sweet. Am I right? Oh, no doubt about it. I know that's a that's a, a nice result of this is uh, they're not missing Rodgers at all the way Love's playing. I mean, that was – John's been talking him up about how impressive he was, but that game really impressed me because – Let's face it, that that Chiefs defense has been like elite this year, Fantastic. right? I mean, it's the it's the big reason that they have the had the record that they have, more way more so than the offense. And he 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 torched them. I mean, he moved them. They moved the ball really well on him. They made the Chiefs defense look bad. So very very impressive by the Packers. Gotta say, you're impressed by Love. And yeah, if you're a Packer fan, you gotta feel like. Well, May, you know, it's starting to look like they did it right again, right? Having a guy sit for a few years behind a real good quarterback. I mean, it's left them with a with a real front front line quarterback for many, many years in a row now. And it might just keep going with love. He looks great. And outside of the injury to Rodgers, just I mean, they're, they're a likable team They you can tell they're rallying around the kid. They're young. That receiving core, especially, is young, young, young. So there's a really bright future. And they're no longer dealing with kind of the just the day-to-day crippling, franchise-crippling BS that Rodgers can bring. Which right? was big. Last year, it was awful, right? No, I mean, it really, like, it was you really... Now you've got a guy that you're rallying around that's all team. And last year, you had a guy that... Acting, was acting like he didn't want to be there, right? So it's got to be a breath of fresh air in that locker room and showing on the field, and it would really be nice for them to continue the run and make the playoffs. You know, that NFC playoff playoffs is going to – it would be a gauntlet, but, I mean, it would be a huge success for them to to grab a wild card and be in the playoffs. And, and the NFC is top-heavy. The yeah. NFC is top-heavy. So, yeah. I mean, I think you've got to – I I favor them to get in. I think I think pretty clearly they're playing they're playing better right now than they're um, playing better than the Lions right now in their than, own division. Yeah, and I mean like obviously some some team has to win the horrible Falcons, Saints, Buccaneers division. But like the you know they're tied with the Vikings and the Rams and the Seahawks. Like I mean they're they're. They're a good bat for that six seed. Like the Viking Dobbs is turning into a pumpkin in front in front of our eyes, which is not totally unexpected. Um, you know the Rams played okay this week, but eh. yeah, and the, the Seahawks. Played, the Rams have played a couple of good games in a row, especially offensively. So really, them and the Packers out of those teams are the ones that seem to be moving in the right direction. Right, because they're not you knowing the Lions are going to win the division. So it's really those two teams kind of fighting for those four teams kind of fighting for that last playoff spot. Um, but I do like the Packers. And one of the reasons I like the Packers, John, is strength of schedule. So Monday night football. Are you going to go to the game? Uh, I'm going to pass. You're not, you're not going to be there. Not, not worth braving the cold for that one. Um, I, I, I love the two Monday night games thing. I have the two TVs set up. It's cool. I, I, you know, these, both of these matchups are kind of, eh. but 
Uh, Green Bay at the Giants. I think Green Bay keeps it rolling. I know, um, that's the only one game. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, Titans. Uh, by every right. game. Yeah, and it's two Monday nights. Titans one on ESPN, one on ABC. Same wow. exact time, starting time. Yeah. yeah, it should be fun watching, um, you know, that vaunted Tennessee pass defense go against Miami. <laughs> yeah. yeah, make them look like the, com- the vaunted commander's pass defense last week. Everybody nice throws on tennis, Tennessee. They're great yeah, against nice. the run and can't stop the pass at all. Minshew lit them up last yeah, week. Nice matchup for the Finns, no doubt. <laughs> um, but the Chiefs, I mean, you have to be they, – they, they're held to a very high standard as the defending Super Bowl champs, and they're, they're consistently elite. I mean, you have to start – considering that this could be a down year, right? Um, they 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 just don't look great on offense. It, it, it really feels like a lack of skill position players. Kelsey, I don't know if he's hurt or just older, but he definitely has lost a quarter step, in my opinion. He's not quite as dynamic as he has been. Um, I know we talked about Rashid Rice last week, but if that's like your number one receiver, eh. Um, so real, real... Nice spot, I think, for the Bills this week coming off the bye. Obviously, every game from here on out is a must-win game for the Bills, which makes this one very interesting. So usually, right, you think chalk, Kansas City at home. The Bills just, you know, just just almost beat Philadelphia. John, is this another game where the Bills hang around or have a lead and then figure out a way to lose? Do you think the Bills maybe get this one? Or do you think Kansas City kind of writes the ship and uh, just takes care of business? Uh, probably the last one. <laughs> Those are some tough decisions, but it, it could be either. But yeah, I think uh, Kansas City takes care of business. Uh, All right. Even even though the, the the urgency is more with the Bills, so big time. Yeah. Their season's over with the loss, right? I mean, that pretty much they're already in big trouble. But I think if they run the table. They, yeah. they could they could still they would still be able to get in um senior what do you like yeah well i don't know they got a tough schedule i don't know about running the table but i think i think one loss 10 and 7 and that would be hard to do but 10 and 7 would give them an outside at least a chance of getting in here's the thing about the afc looking at it okay i guess you'd have to say the favorites the ravens I think they're very vulnerable. You know, we all think the Dolphins are a bit of a paper tiger. The Jags losing Lawrence, so you don't know how long he's going to be out. There's really, in all honesty, this is the thing with the Bills. As much as their season's been that bad, if they could somehow rally and even get in with a wild card and have to be on the road, you'd have to consider them a threat to come out of the AFC. They're good enough to beat anybody, right? I mean, they're certainly talented enough to beat anybody. I mean, if Miami's the chalk of the conference, they handed Miami um, their ass when they played them. Well, probably most people would probably say the Ravens are, right? We'll we'll see about Miami. After the next two weeks, they have three tough games in a row, and we'll see if they can prove themselves against competition. When they play inferior competition, they are – 
you know, we saw it Sunday. They they, they they can just blow people away, but they they haven't proven it against good competition. So the AFC is really, really wide open. And in all honesty, if the Bills got into the tournament, nobody – are you kidding me? If you're one of the teams that's going to have home field advantage, and do you want to see the Bills out of the AFC, out of any of those teams? Do you really want to see the Bills come in? Yeah, you I think them – the Bills, and then if if what we saw on Monday night was real, the Bengals. The too. Bengals, yeah, if Browning can continue. yeah. But, but with Bills, I mean, do you want Josh Josh Allen coming in into Jacksonville? They might, be, they might be favored. Yeah. <laughs> They're a scary team. If they don't make mistakes, they can beat anybody, right? Yeah, you guys, you okay. guys, make, a, you guys make a good point because look on the, uh, the NFC. There's no way Atlanta or, uh, you know, Minnesota or, you know, Wark or all like of those Rams. teams. That's right. Yeah. Like if the Rams you never say ne- you never say never, but yeah. it but would be a monumental team. upset for one of for Philly, San Francisco or the Cowboys to yeah. lose in the first but, round, but, even but if Buffalo the Cowboys are on the road yeah, for any of those teams to beat two of them. No yeah. way. Right. It's not going to happen. But this, the Bills certainly are a threat. And. Man, the one thing, and I'm, I was the guy saying last week that I, I still think the Chiefs, you know, when we talk about who's going to come out of the AFC, we still got to talk about the Chiefs. If the Ravens are the favorites, man, but they just, you know, every week, and they've been carried by their defense, and that was scary, the loss last week, that, that the defense didn't play good. If their defense starts to break down, they're in big trouble. And me, who was saying I still believe in the Chiefs and all that, I'm picking the Bills in this game. That's what I was leading to. I think they stay away from the mistakes. They score, they, their offense is just better than the Chiefs' offense. Maybe their defense isn't as good, but I think their offense is good. You know, what I saw Green Bay do to them last week, I think I think they can score some points. And I think if they score, like, 24 points, the Chiefs are going to – the way the Chiefs' offense is played, that's hard for them to beat. So I'm picking the Bills to come through and keep the turnovers, stay away from the turnovers, don't turn the ball over more than maybe once, and win this game. I like it, Senior. If the uh, if the Chiefs' defense is showing cracks, this is a heck of a test for them, right? Um, yeah, the, sure. the, Bill, the Bills are a real offense. Um, should be a lot of points in this game. I, I like the Bills in the game too, and I feel like they're just gonna they're just gonna screw me again. I feel like they're I feel like they're a better team, and they're gonna be ahead the whole game, and then they're just gonna find a way to lose because that's what they've done this season. But I'm gonna I'm gonna one more time, one more time pick who I think is the better team in this game, and I think the better team is Buffalo, even though they wow. they. <laughs> The they, they've got they've got they've got some chargers in them of whatever you know at least at least this year like no matter how good we play we're going to figure out a way to lose but i'm banking banking that they're going to be able to turn that around and honestly part of it is, is a hope is, is hoping that they do for exactly the reason you said senior in that you know the, the playoffs are a lot more interesting if the AFC has the Bills and the Bengals instead of, you know, the the Browns and the Steelers with oh. Flacco, Flacco and Trubisky, which is which is what it would be if the if the if the, if the season ended today, right? So part of it is a is a hope that we we get 
why you know at least some version of the six best teams and not have these just completely unwatchable AFC offenses trotting out in in January. Um, but I mean those are those are the two the two games of the week for sure. Um, we let's talk Texans Broncos. So we talked a lot about that game oh, last one. week. A a very very good game. So I really I. John, I think I think you called this, if I'm not mistaken. One of you guys called it and said you thought Russ was going to start turning the ball over. No, that was senior. That was the senior. Turnover no, I, was, I was the guy that was saying when we you guys both picked the Broncos. And I was the guy that was saying when you think about Houston's success this year, it's all about C.J. Stroud and the offense, and they've been very good. But I think their defense is really starting to play well. And that's what won the, this game for them, right? They don't only have young talent on that offensive side of the ball. Will Anderson and Derek Stingley played incredible games. And yeah. that is, the interception Stingley made on Cortland's side was a freaking incredible play. Yeah. Awesome Anderson to watch. All over the place. Oh, he was great. I mean, he's, you know, they, they questioned. They, I mean, that couldn't have worked out better for them trading trading their this year's oh, first round pick i mean it was it was job. like what the hell are you doing with the caleb williams draft coming up but now that pick's going to be in the teens at best and they got this guy who is a terror and will anderson <laughs> right i think they i think they traded i i i thought they took stroud and traded for the anderson pick it might have been the other way around but Either, Either way, way, what a what a draft. Same difference, right? So, yeah, yeah. And I have a warm place in my heart for Derek, Derek Stingley because of who his grandfather is, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm happy to see him having that success. But you, you know, we don't have a dog in the race this year, and it's they're a nice team to pull for. <laughs> they're really easy to like. Lilo concurs. Loving, what those, loving those Texans, right, Lilo? So that Lilo is pissed off because Leia is climbing onto my lap, and Lilo is Lilo is the most jealous dog. In the I thought Lilo was giving her thoughts on the Texans' opponent this week, by chance. Okay. So we have we have Houston heading over to uh, New York to play the Jets. The Jets going with Zach Wilson at quarterback, uh, kind of by default. Um, <laughs> Aaron Aaron Rodgers, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers in the media over the last couple of days blasting the organization for for leaks and for not you know standing behind Wilson. So see, it seems like a not a spot where there where Wilson's really set up for success. There was some talk that he didn't really he didn't really want to <laughs> come back in as the starter. Who knows if that was true? With all that said. We don't have to spend a lot of time on it. Uh, the Jets are very similar to the Patriots. Great defense, zero offense, and it just is what it is. So Houston at New York. Um, Houston, double digits. I think, uh, again, I think the Jets don't get to 10. Senior. And I definitely, I'll, I'll agree with everything you said. Houston's defense is definitely playing well, and that should be enough to pretty much put the kibosh on anything the Jets can do. And Stroud is good enough to get something done. That de- that defense starting to get discouraged being on the field all the time. So, yeah, Texans in a, Texans yeah. roll. And before we go to John, I should I should mention 
big loss for the Texans, losing uh, oh, dynamic, right. dynamic yeah, rookie man. receiver Tank Dell, who yeah. have been really, really, really good, like in this like a real connection with Stroud and really, really probably caps their overall upside as a team this year, losing him. Um, but hopefully he gets better soon because that's one of the night, one of the young, dynamic guys in the league. That's uh, just really a joy to watch. John, who do you have in this game? Uh, Zach is back. Uh, no way. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't do it. No, I can't do it. <laughs> we'll go with the Texans. Like uh, that's a that's a recipe for a two man booth next week. <laughs> Maybe we'll be yeah. ripping. <laughs> I'm just. What? I mean, it, what, there's another one. I'm happy you said that, senior. You said that the the Rams have looked pretty good, right? Since Stafford came back, yeah. Think about that game. Think about the game that Rippin played. (laughs) Really? No, it was the it was awful. Like I mean, they have weapons and everything, and he is just horrible. It was. Why? Why him? Why would you sign him? They might as well sign me. I have the the same chance of success. So there there were two quarterbacks. There there were two quarterbacks that got cut. The week after they started a game, <laughs> one, one was was on the Jets and and the other was picked up by the Jets. <laughs> you can't make. I it mean, up, he man. was hideous. Uh, hideous. Rocky, Rocky was just as bad for two games. They couldn't move the ball at all. No, Boyle's just as bad. But he and, so he never been Simeon out. Simeon didn't look any better either. I mean, what like, a disaster. Anyway, but their offensive line is Swiss cheese, and you're putting bad quarterbacks behind a bad offensive line. So that's it's a terrible thing. Yeah, Will Anderson may have another spectacular game. All right, and Denver in an, in an interesting game going to the Chargers. We talked a little bit about the Chargers, but needless to say, it's tough to be probably the least impressive victory of the season by any team. This week was the Chargers this year was the Chargers six nothing victory over the Patriots. Um, never has a team stock gone down more in victory because they looked awful the whole game. Um, they tried to give the game away, tried and the Patriots just couldn't take it. Denver, though, going to Los Angeles, where the crowd will be minimum 65 percent Denver fans. So it may as well be a home game for the Broncos. The Broncos, even with the turnovers, even losing the turnover battle like that, playing against a good Houston team, still had a chance to win it at the end and um, showed a lot of fight. I'm not wavering. I'm guessing the Chargers are be a little bit of a trendy pick this week. Just people look at the personnel. But let's ride Broncos country. Broncos, Broncos, a little easier than maybe we think. John. Yeah, I'm I'm riding with the Broncos too. It, it, it's hard to believe that uh, Justin Herbert, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, everybody was, was raving about him as uh, you know the, the next Hall of Fame quarterback, one of you know one of the top quarterbacks, and now he's just you know he's just been marginalized, uh, only scoring six points, uh, you know, even in victory. Uh, the Chargers MVP was their punter uh, that game. So. But uh, but I'm riding with the Broncos, although uh, as, as as spectacular as a. Uh, Stingley's interception was he, he had another one that uh, that Russ hit him right in the numbers uh, on the second interception. So uh, Russ kind of reverted to last year's uh, Russ. So uh, keep an eye on that. But I I'll, I'll go with the Chargers to to 
get by the, I mean, the uh, Broncos to get by the Chargers here. Yeah, so the, the nice thing for Russ is that he gets to face the Chargers defense in this game. That'll be that'll be helpful for him as far as <laughs> moving uh, the ball. The, the Chargers defense coming off a shutout. Maybe they'll get a, you know, some confidence going off that big shutout. Yeah. yeah. The um, I think you could have made the case that Staley could have gotten fired after the win. <laughs> I mean, he's got to go, oh, right? I mean, yeah. it, I mean, how much more damage can he does he have to do to Herbert for them to yeah, anyway? And a narrative I'm hearing, um, based on one of my one of my favorite coaches on the planet, Jim Harbaugh. Everybody seems to think that he's not going to be able to go back to Michigan when the dust settles on all this. That he's going to be out. And this big narrative I'm hearing is like. A few years back when they talked about all the great young quarterbacks in the league coming into starting in coming into the league, Mahomes and Josh Allen and all these guys in an interview, he said, you can talk about all those guys, but Justin Herbert is the best of all of them. And so that seems to be the narrative is that maybe Harbaugh is going to land over there. Would give mm-hmm. me some reason to freaking hate the Chargers. But um the other thing that amazes me, and I, I talked about the over-under thing, and I don't always look at lines because I don't bet on games, but um, the Chargers are favored. Like, what the heck is that based on? Home field, they don't have – it's home field, but they, as you pointed out, they don't really have a home field advantage when they yeah, play Yeah, that's all there. it is. is and the Broncos is, is. are playing so much better than them. Like, not, you know, going, let's go back to the last four, five, five, six games. I mean, it's it's two teams going totally opposite directions. So I'm going to put the jinx on the Chargers, I guess, I guess, because I got to go with let's ride, too. That's the Broncos jinx, but that's OK. Yeah. I think I think Staley's ineptitude overrides any jinx we can do. <laughs> yeah, the the line is only uh, the, the home field still weighs heavy on the line, even though, uh, as we see, it doesn't doesn't really mean much. Uh, teams win on the road all the time. So. And that, that stadium specifically. Yeah. yeah. It's all, they don't have a fan base. It's ridiculous that they're even there. Yeah. It's always all fans of the other team. That's very true. <laughs> it's true. I hate to say it, but it's uh, like, there's no reason for one team to be in Los Angeles. Never mind two. Speaking of which, we have the Rams <laughs> coming up a nice victory where they, you know, they put up 36 points against the good Browns defense. Um, Rams offense clicking on all cylinders here. They're going to Baltimore in an interesting game. The Ravens coming off a bye. The Ravens coming off a bye. The Ravens sitting at nine and three. The Ravens at home. All signs point to a Ravens victory here. I would be very surprised if that doesn't happen. This Ravens team is vulnerable, um, but I don't think the Rams are going to be able to do it this week. I just think this has Baltimore by 7 to 10 written all over it to me. So that's how I'm going to go. Senior. Uh, This will be my real upset special pick of the week. Oh, boy. (laughs) Ravens calling off the bye, everything going their way, go down to the Rams. The Rams have looked really good the last two weeks. Stafford playing well. Puka Nakua just really looking like a super receiver. Getting their running game going with Kyron having two big games in a row. And last week it was against, quote, whatever a lot of people think is the best defense in football. 
I mean, Ravens have a good defense, but it's not definitely not better than the Browns defense. And maybe the Ravens come back a little flat off the bye instead of fired up, looking at the AFC and especially with all the all the quarterbacks injured in their division and thinking they're just coasting home right now. They come out a little flat. Stafford jumps on top of them early in the, with the Rams, and they the Rams pull it off. Upset special, Rams over Ravens. You heard it here. All right, John, you're going to leave me on Baltimore Island or? Nah, I'm going to join you. I, I, I think the Ravens, that, that's a tough spot for the Rams. I, I agree with Senior, though. They are playing, the Rams are playing very well. And uh, I, I think they're going to fall back here, but they will uh, get get one of those uh, wild card spots along with the pack. Uh, I think the Rams, they, 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 got a, they got a friendly schedule the rest of the way. So. But, but not here, not here. I mean, we have a lot of these games that have pretty significant playoff implications between what I would call middling to bad teams. So let's just we can just start at the top. We have Tampa Bay at Atlanta. We've talked about the Falcons and their scintillating victory uh, against Tim Boyle and the Jets (laughs) last week. Uh, Tampa squeaked by the equally horrible Carolina Panthers, 21-18. I mean, this game, honestly, it could be for the division, which is crazy. Um, Atlanta's at home. This is one of those games where, like, if you bet on this game, it might be time to go talk to somebody because how the <laughs> hell, how the hell do you know what's going to happen in this game? These teams are are totally mediocre, both of them. Um, with all that said, we have to make a pick, and when in doubt. When, when I think the teams are evenly matched, you usually would say go with the home team. But in this case, I'm going to say go with the team that isn't starting Desmond Ritter at quarterback. So I'm going to say Baker and the Bucks over Atlanta in Atlanta. John. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the Falcons. Uh, the the Bucks barely uh, squeaked by the Panthers. Uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't see. Uh, I don't see much uh, coming out of the Tampa. And, I mean, uh, but the the Falcons did the same with the Jets. Yeah, at least Ritter. At least if if he doesn't turn the ball <laughs> over, uh, <laughs> I I think he he realizes that just don't turn the ball over and uh, and give your team a fighting chance. So minimum of minimum of two turnovers this week from Ritter. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Uh, it. I'm just messing with you, John. It's one of those nah, games I'm where not. somebody's got to win it. All right, senior, break the tie. Yeah, not exactly a scintillating performance by Baker last week either. He completed less than 50% of his passes against Carolina. I just think the, the Falcons have more of a winning mentality and just hand the ball off a lot, ride your defense and your running game. Ritter throws his one touchdown pass in the game that he usually does, and and that's that's enough to win it. But one comment about a guy on – and the, a guy that flies under, amazingly flies under the radar, doesn't get mentioned very often when you talk about the elite at his position. Well, as last week, he went over a thousand yards receiving for the 10th season in a row. First ballot Hall of Famer that's just great, consistent, and not a diva like a lot of the other good receivers in the league that really aggravate you. Kudos to Mike Evans. We love you, Mike Evans. Big guy. guy, One guy in the history of football has done it 11 years in a row, Jerry Rice. And 
hopefully Mike Evans does it next year and ties him. That that's quite company to be in. So just a great player. Kudos to him. And he, as you say, Raj, like Larry Fitz did, a guy that can do it without great quarterback play. He's getting a thousand yards with Baker as his quarterback. So yeah, and with I mean Brady and with, and with a lot Brady of didn't have much go. last year, frankly either. And, uh, no, yeah, absolutely great, great player that really flies under the radar. It's unbelievable. He is. He is a first ballot Hall of Famer. And then his um his his um gosh, not not matchup rivalry with Marshawn Lattimore is a. Uh, fantastic and has and has been for years so mike evans guy really gets after it and he doesn't miss a lot of time big guy that takes a lot of hits doesn't obviously doesn't miss a lot of time to have 10 straight thousand yard seasons yet another reason that tampa goes in there and gets this done against uh (laughs) you know you you know what would be the the way to get mike evans to not have a thousand yards put him on the falcons put him on the falcons (laughs) where 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 high quality skill position players go to die. Kyle Pitts was Kyle Pitts was supposed to be the next Kellen Winslow and isn't even the next Kellen Winslow Jr. Oh man. And I'm not talking about the off the field stuff, obviously. Um, <laughs> but really, right? Bijan, best running back prospect since Saquon. Well, Drake London, what is it, third overall he went? Eight yards in that game last week. Eight. <laughs> Detroit at Chicago. The Lions, senior, you, you've been roaring all year. You have to be a little concerned. That was, Definitely. Definitely. I mean, they, they find they finally, they got out to a, a big lead in this game and looked really Seven good. Minutes. Seven minutes into the game, they were ahead 21 to nothing. 21 points in the first seven minutes. I put the big roar in our chat. And I think I jinxed them. <laughs> it was not, they were they they barely pulled the game out after. I'm that. surprised they won. I thought they were going to lose. Like I yeah, got, got the the Maybe I if, think uh, Derek Carr didn't go down, they might have lost. Yeah. <laughs> I know he's not great, but it, it, I mean, well, Jameis had the one good pass that was sheer luck, where it it bounced off the the cornerback and and. I forget whose hands it went into it. Chris, Chris Olave. Chris yeah, Olave. Chris Olave, his hands. Yeah. I mean, he's terrible. I mean, he's a he's a he's a turnover looking for a place to happen. I mean, and I mean, he's probably he may be the best two or three best backups in the league. But regardless, the the, <laughs> the Lions again, Goff kind of got the look again, and we've seen it a lot lately. And I would be legitimately concerned about them as a team that could limp into the limp through the rest of the season and then lose in the first round of the playoffs. They have to turn it around. This is a get right spot. Even though it's at Chicago, the bears, you know, the bears are not great, obviously on either side of the ball, the, and they shouldn't be sneaking up on the lions because they almost beat the lions three weeks ago. So senior, do the Lions go in here, turn the season around, and get some confidence again? Or do the Bears spring the upset? I think the Bears keep it fairly close, but the Lions are, you know, that much of a better team that they'll, I'm going to say 27 17 Lions, where, 
you know, the Bears were kind of hanging in the game, but not really hanging in where you, you feel like the Lions have the game all the way. That's the kind of game I expect to see. All right, John. Uh, I'm going with the Bears, man. They they had they they had the Lions beat in Detroit a couple weeks ago, and um, the, the Lions defense uh, isn't stopping anybody. And uh, I, I'm gonna go with the Bears. The Bears are still fighting hard, uh, even though the coach pretty much knows that he, that he's out of there. It's uh, it's admirable. He still he still got his team fighting, and uh, they 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 come they come to play every week, and and they, and they're gonna they're gonna pull it pull it out over the Lions. There's and, some. Um... There's some major league, the movie vibes with the Bears, with Fields <laughs> and Eberflus. And like they could very well be on their way out. So why not leave it all out there? And John, this was my upset special. So Tim Slomka, so Tim Slomka, who is a uh, loyal, loyal listener. Tim, you should be happy that John also picked Chicago because when I pick a little bit of an out there upset special, we get. Um, Miami, Washington. Yeah, Miami <laughs> Washington last week, which you were so kind to point out in the uh, chat. But I like the bear. I, I like the Bears here as well. I think I think you're going to get some real, real concern coming out coming out of Detroit franchise with a history of losing. Goff, a guy with a history of. I and senior, I don't mean to, this isn't a shot at you, but just a history of cracking under under pressure a little bit, right? He has kind of been that guy. Um, I think it all starts to come crashing down this week. Well, Tim, you know, I know <laughs> I've, I've said a lot of things about the Bears in, in the past couple of years, but this is one time, Tim, where you may want to thank me for not making it a clean sweep and putting putting the three-man booth jinx on the Bears. They don't need anything else going against them. Yeah. Senior, you got you got Harbaugh going to San Diego, but our, our Chicago sources say that, that that Harbaugh is going to be a good look for the Bears, so we'll see. Oh, man. I, yeah. Well, I do like yeah. Fields. But if he go, if Fields goes, okay, I'd hate to see him have to play for that turkey. <laughs> there you go, Senior. That, that, I mean, that... That would be perfect. So the soft spot you no, the soft spot you've developed for the Bears. If they get if Harbaugh's the coach, that immediately goes away, right? (laughs) And you can put them right on Pittsburgh, Philly fans, Baltimore Island of things that you despise. Definitely, definitely, (laughs) no doubt about it. They're 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 flying first class with those three teams. All right, and then. Last but certainly not least, Indianapolis at Cincinnati. The Bengals, out of nowhere, Jake Browning played one hell of a game on Monday night, saved their season with a with a big win over Jacksonville. Indy, similarly, got a great game from Gardner Minshew and beat Tennessee in overtime. Very odd game with multiple blocked punts. And a real, like, like real ugly injury to the punter on the, uh, on the second one. Nick Folk, former Patriot great, came in and did a great job punting, but it was all for naught as Indianapolis won the game. Game is in Cincy. This is another, like, I mean, this is a true toss-up to me. If you tell me you're, I'm getting Browning from Monday night and that wasn't just a mirage, I think you have to go with Cincinnati here. I'm not sure that's the case. 
but the kid showed me enough. I believe in Zach Taylor as a coach, and I believe in the weapons around him. And I believe that the indie defense is very burnable. So those four things, I think Cincinnati, and I think Browning may be a little bit for real. So I'm going to go with the Bengals. John. Yeah, I'm going with the Bengals too. Uh, that, that Colts game, uh, really, uh, they really pulled out their horseshoe on their helmet on that game. A uh, full missed a rare extra point. Uh, the, the Tennessee uh, fucking special teams collapsed. Uh, the, the, the coach didn't. I, I think the coach got uh, thrown off the uh, – he he got thrown out out at the uh, at the office right after the game. Uh, special teams coach got fired. So, but uh, the the Colts are still fighting though. You know, Minshew he he always gives one up to the other team, but 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 he's tough in the fourth quarter. I, I forgot to mention in that game, um, John, really awesome. You had two blocked punts in a row, and in between a pick two. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> also, a little bit of a correction on what you're saying. Official stat: the second one was not a blocked punt. It was a. It was ruled a fumble. Because he never. Oh, yeah. He was. Because it's, if you remember the play, he was. He was in there so he quick. Hit, he never got a chance to kick it. He hit the ball. That guy, the rusher, hit the ball before it hit his foot. Yeah, it didn't cracked. even hit. It never hit his foot. He just had released it. And not only that, he clobbered the poor guy and injured yeah. him. Got the punter. You, you get, I mean, but that was a fumble in the official stats. And I said it right away. I said, I didn't say it was a fumble, but I said, my God, he, he never even punted that ball. That guy got in there so quick. How yeah. can you break down that bad two plays in a well, row? And that was the second one. So this one. isn't, yeah, so this <laughs> isn't like a huge, you know, we say, you know, Minshew played great. They had those two plays. It took all that to beat Tennessee in overtime. Yeah. You know, Nick Folk, the most the most reliable guy, never misses an extra point, missed an extra point. But to his credit, man, he didn't. I would have been scared shitless going in there to punt after what happened to that <laughs> other guy. And he did a great job. He hit two punts. They were both at least 40 yards. He looked like a regular punter. <laughs> Indy's defense. Indy's defense is really not very good. Yeah, so um, it's impressive what the team has done this year, but their defense is really not very good. So, John, make your pick. I'm sorry. I'm I'm rolling Bengals. Bengals. And it sounded like Senior was going with the Bengals after after trashing the trashing Minshew and the Colts there for a second. Senior. Yeah, Bengals. I'm going Bengals. I'm moving to another room here because my house just got very active. <laughs> but anyway, so, so just I, for the for the listeners, the I know what I wanted for the say, listeners, I know you thought Senior was in a nice soundproof podcast studio all these years, <laughs> all these years. But there's there's the there, there's a little glimpse. He's, he does this from the comfort of his home. <laughs> Definitely. Always comfortable. But, you know, the other thing about that, you know, the, the impressive performance by Browning and everything, that was one of the most fun games to watch all season. It was the most fun game last week, for sure. That was a great game Monday night. Two Mondays in a row. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, you couldn't help but pull for the kid. And he was, yeah. he had to be, and it's weird how they, they how Zach Taylor, like, kind of changed his strategy. Because at the beginning of the game, it was like watching the Patriots or one of these teams with no quarterback where every throw was either at the line of scrimmage or behind it. Yeah. Then he just like said, at one point at, at the beginning, Chase had four catches for seven yards. 
And, you know, the seven yards were all him with his legs. None of the passes went past the line of scrimmage. But then he started letting the kid th throw the ball. And he was freaking close to perfect. He played an he played an incredible game, and that was neat to see. So I, I hope he does it again. And if he just play, he, he doesn't even have to play great like that to beat the Colts. Just play a good solid game with what the Bengals have. And yeah, I definitely like the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, interestingly enough, it was a Tyler Boyd idiotic yeah, play call that, yeah, well, they, that almost that almost cost them, them the game. Yeah, that was the bright. That that's right. They, that was the stupidest thing. The kid's on fire and you have Boyd and what a, and, you know, Boyd, what a bonehead too. I mean, Josh Allen was standing right there. I mean, that's right. That's right. You don't have receivers <laughs> throw the ball too often because <laughs> no. we've seen, uh, we've, we've seen that in New England too. At least he threw it forward. Yeah. Well, back in the day we didn't, when, when we had a good, not, not a good, a great team in New England, we had a little guy named Julian Edelman who was a college quarterback, a great yeah. player, who did it a few times. And his, I think his percentage for his career was like 80% or something. I'm but sure. that's a rarity. Not too many guys that teams have a receiver that you can rely on that much. I'm sure the listeners and, uh, and John are loving, loving the throwback to Edelman. I'm sure yeah. he's their, everybody's yeah. favorite player. To a playoff game, right? Versus the Ravens, he, he hit one. To Amendola, that's the famous one, yeah. yeah. They were, they were going to lose that game, too. Great play. <sighs> Clutch guy. Love the guy. Remember no when, no yeah. question in my mind, he would be the best quarterback on their roster right now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, guys. So we went a little long, but when you have a blood feud season on the line game like we have this Thursday with Patriots Steelers <laughs> you, have to, you have to spend a little extra time but we are here on the North South Connection podcast network where I have one additional show which is called Talking Docs we're going to be uh, recording a new episode soon and John could you tell us some of the uh, other content if if you're interested in that if not it's okay too Oh, yeah, our boy Keith, he, uh, has his uh, a la carte uh, with the, the Chase Strikes Back uh, with his uh, with his wonderful nephew. So that's always uh, – our boy Keithy Langston is always interesting. So check that one out for a little uh, little change of pace uh, away from the sports and the wrestling. Thank you, John. So week 14, playoff chases on. My favorite time of year. I will actually – and I did – I failed to mention this. But oh, I'll, I'll save it for next week. I'll save it for next week. But I will be at Thursday night football, not Patriots Steelers, but um, Chargers Raiders the following week. So maybe wow. I can maybe I can report live on location. Wow. Ooh, Vegas. Vegas. All right. Yes, sir. Can't wait. It's been a long year. Cowboy. Cowboy needs the trip. <laughs> so. For 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 Mr. for Mr. J A D and for Cowboy Senior, I'm the Cowboy, and I'm out. Down goes Trubisky. <laughs>